Hmm. Back to not feel good people. That was a fun uh, wait. We didn't hear the theme song, so we were just sitting there in silence as we watched the uh, <laughs> watch, sound waves go. <laughs> watch the sound bar so we know the theme song's coming down. Um, good pre-show. Fuck, man. It's been a long time since the last podcast. Yeah. Gotta start doing these. I more feel than like once we always month. say that every podcast. We're like, because it's always a long fucking time. It's always at least a month before the next one. Yeah, we'll go on a jag where we'll have like a couple in a month, and then we'll wait like another month. All right. Um. Fuck, man. It's like everything's changed since we were last podcasting. Yeah, has it? Yeah, restrictions are gone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We might be in the middle of like a. World War Three, yeah, yeah, that's true. Up. That's true. Yeah, fucking. Um, I was thinking the other day, like not the other. Day, I was thinking today about just about the whole war in Ukraine and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a political person whatsoever, but you know it's hard to look at the whole situation and not root for the Ukraine at all. Yeah, just, exactly. There's kind of a clear bad guy, good guy. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, man, there's like definitely a selfishness to me that is like, I don't want to. I'd rather there not be two superpowers, mm. nuclear superpowers at war, to be honest. No, I totally agree with um, the higher ups not wanting war with Russia. I think that's a smart fucking move. Exactly. So there's a part of me that's like, like I know morally, I feel like enti- like like you want to stand with Ukraine, but I also don't want to go to war with Russia. I'd almost rather just I let them do their thing in the east where I don't have to worry. Like as shitty as that sounds, no, no. And I think, but I think that's realistic. People who are like putting the Ukraine flag up and stuff like that. I mean, I know I get that and support yeah. and stuff like that. But it's like also at the same time, it's like, okay, are you ready for a nuclear winter? Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> kind of a thing, you it's, know? It's one of those things where it's just like, uh, it's so funny. How I would these, rather appease the bully. How these little things like affect people, like all the guitar YouTube channels right now mm-hmm. are freaking out because tubes from tube amps, like the majority of them come from Russia. No shit. There's like four four factories in the world that produce Why is vacuum that? tubes. Because it's just an old technology. Right, and right. it's like guitar. Does like, it use like nuclear technology in it? No, it's just really it's, it's just the fact that the reason why there are factories in Russia and in China, mm-hmm. and it's because both China and Russia still have technology that use tubes, like their tanks, oh. like the or maybe something the Meg something. I think that's a tank. Right, still runs off of vacuum tubes. Mm. That's Not really all cool. Vacuum, and interesting. But the vacuum tubes are used in the construction. Yeah, yeah, they're still. Like, and and that's really what drives the sales. It's not the sales of tubes for guitar amplifiers. Mm-hmm. Really, a small, small portion. That's really interesting. Of what of what uh, tubes are really sold for, and like in China too. It's just like these countries that just kind of I want to say like just technology that's kind of. Like, well, they repurpose a lot of stuff. Like, if it's not broken, don't fix it kind of a thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, Russia is, I feel like, famous for that, where a lot of their equipment is still old, but usable. Yeah. It's all utilitarian. It was meant to be, you know, weather time. Yeah. And the thing is, like, all so all Fender amps have Russian tubes in them. 
Okay. And it's the problem. It's like part the, of the old, problem is uh, like you can still get Chinese tees, but they're just not good quality. Right. It's like the old proverb of like Americans couldn't. Americans spent millions to make a pen that could write in space, and Russians. There's a way you set it up, but Russians use a pencil. There's a way you could set it up where that's the punchline. So it sounds like a yeah, yeah. So you really set it up clever. The Russians used a pencil, right? Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's that kind of thing. That dude, that'd be a good market. We should get him to making vacuum tubes. Apparently, it's just not because it's so weird. Uh, Um, like guitar technology mm-hmm. like there's these pedals like that are made even in like the 90s that aren't made anymore because they were used they use like these microchips that aren't used anymore because the like the guitar kind of industry is sort of driven by current technology right so if there's a chip that just becomes out of date and they find like a better cheaper replacement for that computer chip mm-hmm. um they just will stop making it right because the pedal business is not it's not big enough industry yeah for these tech companies produce microchips just for the pedal industry. So there's like, there's this whole thing about how like these old rat distortion pedals from the seventies sound completely different because of the chip or the, the old deluxe memory man delay pedals sound completely different because of the chip used, And you can't like really recreate it because there's just, it, it's all about the parts being used. Yeah. The technology with the technology, the software with the hardware. Yeah, it, it, exactly, and it's like, and it's just bit by bit, like technology moves on, and so like the things that actually sounded good in guitar pedals, mm-hmm. um, or those old things that sounded good in guitar pedals, you got to find a replacement for them, and you're just slowly replacing. Say it's like, say you have a circuit, it's got like 150 parts, and you start replacing with something that's close to it, and on the next thing you know, like 75 parts are 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 replaced with parts that are close enough to it then just starts to sound different yeah it's just emulating it at a certain point it's like video games when you emulate it like on a pc it won't play the same as it did you know if you're playing a ps1 game on a ps1 that's meant to run off those drivers for sure it just starts yeah emulating it and becomes a bit different at a certain point the software yeah and then like gas prices are sky high it's gonna affect everything's gonna be fucking expensive now which fucking sucks it'd be a great time to grift though it's a great time for the fucking small man to rise up in these moments. No, I think the small man gets fucked in these moments. I think it's the total opposite. No, no, it always has been. The depression, all that stuff. That's when a small... That's when the down man with a smart brain can grift his way through the best. Because the rich people will buy, buy, buy. And they're in a panic state. Whereas when you're downtrodden, you're kind of always in a shitty position. So when price right. gases and stuff like that goes high, you can start grifts and you can start working people. I don't think so. I think it's just like, because it's like, it's because like, I think it's like the small man who gets truly affected by it because it's like rich guys, rich people don't get affected by gas prices. Poor people get affected by gas prices. You know what I mean? But when you're it's like, downtrodden, you got nothing to lose. So you can like build a network. You can, you can use the anything to your advantage. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You like, could, you could get, you could, you know, find a way to get some gas and not pay for it, and then sell that at a cheaper price. You could start selling smokes at a cheap price or pricer well, right now. If you look at like, like we just watched recently, Licorice Pizza, mm-hmm. and then the thing he had Same a waterbed business. Yeah, but it got dis- the main character's waterbed business got destroyed in the seventies because of the oil thing, because the oil prices went up. Because the oil prices back then, he got fucked. 
You know, because I, mean? I think that's more. But often he was the trying to do it legitimately. Fu- I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I think you got to do, you got to work the system. I think it's the you can't I think, work. I think it system. works the opposite way. I think rich, it's like in Proverbs times, it's actually when rich people kind of. You don't uh, think that it, in time of crisis you can work the system better? No, I think because you're too busy with trying the to system. look for money for food. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just like. But you're kind like of. The, but you're the, always the reality of the situation crushes. Down but you're always you. kind of looking for food when you're downtrodden. You're you're never at a point kind of where you're like stable with that kind of like happy. So the richer people need to pay money for food, and they kind of get affected by that too. No, and they're kind of scared. It, to them, it's like I don't think it, the increase is. I think like, you could take advantage I, of a lot of people in this time. Uh, maybe I don't know. I think it's like. I think you're thinking of a particularly grifty kind of shammy kind of person. I'm thinking of just like your average everyday poor person is just just getting hit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just like suffering, basically. Yeah, but it would be a good time to use that advantage. Like that's what the big argument. I mean, I don't want to get into this just because that's like I hate political talk and I hate it on podcasts. But that's the argument against sanctions. Like when you uh, put sanctions against Russia, all you're doing is really punishing the citizens of that country. Because everything becomes more expensive to Russia in general, and yeah, for the no. most part, you're punishing citizens for their government's but, bad behavior. But look at it not on a political level and on an artistic level. What has always came out of oh yeah. wartime and shit on an artistic level? Yeah, what came out of Vietnam? What, live off of what came out of Vietnam? Out of that, how much fucking musicians and music came out of that, and films were yeah. able to use that. You but know, I, I mean, even that, with the Gulf War yeah, that, in the early 2000s, and like that stock prices. You know, from that you got this kind of, you know, a lot of comedians came out of that. that. You got Smash Mouth. Yeah. You got got Smash (laughs) Mouth, man. You got Sugar Ray. You got Sugar Ray. The Uh, kings of modern music. You got um, (laughs) Opie and Anthony are killing it. Opie and Anthony. You got Howard Stern. Howard Stern in his prime. Artie Lang. You got 90s Aerosmith. Um, So, yeah, I just look at that from, like, artistically. I always feel like... In these times, or like the Depression times even, you always see like uh, artistic people rise to the top. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you see... Be able to use it to their advantage. Right, you see, well, you, you see people who can live off of nothing. That's, that's the thing, man. Like hard times can make, re- like really good art can come out of hard times. I know what you mean. It can. But, but it's also like... For the most people, it's just people starving in the streets and shit. Like, I mean, yeah. we're, we live in an area where that's not really going to happen. It's just going to be a lot of people bitching about gas prices and how expensive everything is. Like if World More War than III starts, that would, that would be like a wartime thing. Yeah. That'd be different. It's fucking wild, though, when you see, uh, when you're on TikTok and you see, like, videos of, of like, jets being shot down and stuff. Apparently, yeah. a lot of those videos... There's a lot of videos out there that are fake, though. Okay. They're, like, uh, kind of... What is it? It's like a political movie I never saw. I think it's Wag the Dog, where they, like, fake a Yeah, a great movie with um, my man Ratso. Yeah. He's hilarious in it. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently, there's a lot of those kind of shenanigans, where right. it's, like, they're using a lot of footage from previous wars and stuff like that as Interesting. Ca- a, for, like, a propaganda machine, almost. Right. It's it's wild. Dustin Hoffman's fucking up there wagging the dog. <laughs> He's wagging. It's a fucking hilarious dude. movie. Is it He's good? Always... I never watch it because it always seemed like a smarmy 
political comedy. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, and it is, but it's like it's got that, and it's got that kind of nice old movie charm to it. You can like, it has that look and like audio quality of like an older movie, you know, from the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Um, but no, it's great. Dennis uh, Dustin Hoffman plays this great guy. Is just so he's. He's uh, always working everyone, but he's so positive throughout the whole movie. I haven't seen it in like a while, but I remember there was a plane crash scene, and it's just like, this is all right, this is fine. Now it'll get better, kind of a thing. Right. Um. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like watch the news and stuff that too much either. I just all my political shit I get from like podcasts. I'll listen right. to Dave Smith's podcast sometimes. And, right. But like. Uh, yeah, like I've seen, I've definitely seen videos. It's just cra- it's crazy from Ukraine of like Ukrainian cities getting bombed, and that's definitely well, when, videotaped when right people now. People talk about the thing that scares when people talk about it's like Cold War shit that scares me, or it's like right. people talking about the U.S. going up against Russia and like the idea of Russia nuking everything. Yeah, Canada is like the closest path to the u.s from that, russia yeah oh they would totally go through us they could walk over it's through way Canada. They, like, through showed, BC. someone showed like there's like a thing you know all this shit is just internet sleuth bullshit but mm-hmm. someone showed like a picture of a map from just a different angle and just how how much closer it would be easier for russia to attack america from oh, through I've, us i've i've said this in the past we can someone go back and clip it they could just walk over from alaska and they'd come through bc we'd be first to get hit i just don't want to get i don't want to get hiroshima dude i just like i'm like whatever whatever has to happen for that not to happen you know well yeah that's why there's a lot of people that's why i find it all the anxiety all the time i spend being anxious about anything right like a pain in my chest or or an arm hurting just to get nuked oh it'd feel like such a waste it would all feel like (laughs) such a waste it could happen dude um don't say that uh well it could i mean i mean we could get nuked any day that's kind of the point that's why another like like when people complain about the gas prices like it's such a moot point to me because like we said like we'll get into licorice pizza later but this has always happened in times of war. Like, if you're looking at it from a military strategic point, of course it makes sense to start working with gas prices and start, like, pressuring people that way. Mm-hmm. Of course that makes sense in a wartime strategy. Like, if it was, like, a, you know, Civ yeah. video game, mm-hmm. that's a very easy and, like, yeah, it sucks. And, like, uh, gas companies will use that to their advantage in an unfair way. But it's also, like, a softball kind of, like, pushback on them that's not, like, leading to nuclear war. Yeah. It's a very easy, you know, strategic move that just puts a little, makes them shitty, makes life shittier for them. Yeah, man. It's fucked. I don't like it. I just don't, I don't like the whole situation. Do we get oil from Russia? Yeah. Apparently. Okay. Apparently, that's a big reason why gas prices are going on, because we got oil from Russia. Mm. And not only that, it's like... They're still selling their oil to a, other countries. So there's like right. other countries okay. are getting it cheaper now. Oh, lucky fuckers. So it's like. They're, they're just cruising right now on the roads, dude. And they're little jalopies. Oh, dude. Dude. Yeah, it's brutal. Listening to music. But well, yeah. Also, I, mean, I don't drive, so I know nothing about gas prices yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, I'm just like, ah, is it really expensive? I just know that. It looks pretty expensive. Even, Meat's expensive. Even if you don't 
drive gas prices going up affects everything affects food affects everything everything in the store is like like three dollars more expensive at mm-hmm. least isn't it yeah like um yeah groceries are even meat at our like local butcher block it was like very local very even that is like 10 bucks for a pound of anything yeah dude that's insane that's why another great drift would be able to fucking if you had some good meat on sale get some um hutterite ham stocked boom start selling that at a cheaper price yeah this yeah, is, but then it's like, then you got to find how to write. You know what I mean? Well, you got to work. Yeah, you got to like, work it's, it. It's just like, you gotta put it all in. leads up to like just mob tactics. You just got to steal stuff and then sell it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, Tony Soprano would be fucking living <laughs> it up right now, man. Yeah, it's true. He would be fucking selling gas. Satriels would he'd have be like driving the cheapest like, meat in town. He'd be driving like extra. He'd be driving his Hummer across town just yeah. to burn gas. Do you think... Um, what is like, okay, what if it was like a situation where we had, how, okay, okay, free rent, okay, but you had to, the landlord was just like a really, really ugly girl mm-hmm. that you had to fuck mm-hmm. for free, like once a month for free rent. Mm. Would you do it? Ugly? And fat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, and fat? Well, uh, that's funny you bring that up. Of course. Up. Like, it's a woman who is willing to give you free rent. The, well, it's funny you bring that up because right before this, I had in my head um, Babylon by Faster Pussycat. I thought, what a savage line it is when you go, boy, you're ugly and your girlfriend weighs a ton. Because right. that kind of implies like, like you're ugly. Yeah. And your girlfriend's kind of cute, but she would be cute, but she's fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're out of luck. That's like yeah. Big J's thing. Big J, we talk about a pretty face gets you pretty far. Um, but yeah, probably you once would? a month. Yeah, yeah. Probably get drunk and fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just get hammered. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like it. I would go pretty far for free rent. Like nice. I would let like a gross, ugly dude jack me off for free rent. For sure. Yeah. If it was just a hand job, I just had to close my eyes and let it happen. Well, you've been uh, been somewhat productive yeah, during like, this. Can I watch porn on my phone? You <laughs> time know what I mean? too. Like, um, we could update people on the album later, but you'd be able to work on that so much more. Yeah, well, just, just fuck, man. To not have to even pay rent. Right. That would be amazing. Yeah. But, uh, but speaking of that, good work has been done on that Maybe. since the last podcast on your album. Yeah, yeah. It's like... We've got spring break coming up after this week, and um, so spring break is like we're gonna finish it all up. We're just gonna nice. go in for like the work week and just track, 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 track until it's all track. That's the spring break tracking's done, and then it's just about um, then it's just about mixing, which will be That'll easy. Wait, I can yeah. just sit here. And Additional mix. tracking, right? Yeah, because you got all the songs down. Yeah, well, we got we got the bass. We were called the bed tracks, which is just like the guitars, bass, drums, right? That's the bed tracks, and then everything else is over to vocals, background vocals, shakers, all that shit. Make it all pretty and complete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the extras, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Deadly. Fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Everyone's been over Mm -hmm. to uh, do a little bit stuff on it. Daryl's laid down some more bass and stuff. Marchuk's come over and fucking tickled the ivories. Yeah, there's some really cool. There's some cool part. I'm excited to release it. Yeah, I'm still like I'm really figuring my voice out for the first time in a while. 
yeah, yeah. Spending enough time Having with an it introspective process. And then I was going to not good because we've some been vocals sick. and then i got a fucking sore throat of course it's you got like, hit it's hard. just one thing after the other at the you know what i mean but yeah you got hit hard but you yeah. took a test right before i said Braden, i'm not doing this podcast unless you get a covid test yeah. i won't sit next it's to like you. rogan dude like yeah Saint Rogies. i'm like come on dude fucking can you at least test before we sit across <laughs> from each other and do this podcast and you did and it was negative so i said all right hell yeah all right that's why it's taken so long i wouldn't pod unless Braden got COVID test. Yeah. So we did it finally and here we are today. Absolutely. Negative. Negatory. But yeah, Negatory. yeah, it hit you fucking hard like head cold. In your chest yeah. too. It's like a full out cold. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um it's just yeah, it's and it's like one of those things where it's stressful having a cold. Yeah. Nowadays, you know. Oh, but back to the Ukraine thing. One last thing is to tie it all together, you don't have any bands making good songs out of this. Whereas, like, yeah. Vietnam was, like, the golden era, of course. Kind of, but you know what I was thinking about that? A lot of the songs suck, kind of. No, no, uh, good songs. Are a lot of the songs about Vietnam, though? Like, are a lot of the Golden Age Vietnam songs about Vietnam? Um, I mean, I could be proven completely wrong. But like, uh, fortunate son. I guess fortunate son is about going to war. Is Buffalo Springfield about it? Does something happen in here? Yeah, I don't know, man. What it it's, is that that song seems so vague. That Run through the jungle is right, or is that just, or is that just uh, appropriately <laughs> themed? <laughs> just like, just like. <laughs> I wrote that about a tiger, man. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that about running through. The, I thought, man, it'll be cool running through. I was watching Tarzan. I thought, I'd love to run through the jungle. <laughs> you ever seen The Gods Must Be Crazy too, man? Fuck, I was howling at that <laughs> film, man. <laughs> or, uh... <coughs> All Along the Watchtower. Yeah. Is All Along the Watchtower about Vietnam? I don't know what that song's about. I've I've listened to it and tried That's to, like... That's, like, all those... Oh, the Joker and the Thief, right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or it's, like, like a lot... There's some Dylan lyrics. It's just so... Full of uh, metaphors and stuff like that. That it's, like, it's hard to pinpoint. And Dylan's one of those artists that's... When you ask him about it... Yeah. He's just like, it's whatever you want it to be, man. Yeah. You know? And a lot of times it could just be as simple as creating, like, a cool scene. I can never do that, by the way. The Joker and the Thief. I'm way... One thing I discovered about myself recently that I don't like about myself... Mm-hmm. But when I'm really being honest with myself... Way too much of a glory hound to, like, write a song... Say, if I wrote a song about metaphors and someone asked me what it's about, I would just run down line for line what I was thinking. Right. Because I do have, like, there's, when I write songs in that style, a lot of the time, there is a metaphor I was thinking about or there's yeah. a thing I was thinking about. And I'm just too much of a, of a glory hound. Like, I'm the kind of guy that when I do something good, I really want to be recognized for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to be like. It's not a bad thing. And I'm like, I can be an annoying thing, though, especially if I'm drunk. Oh, yeah. I'm a guy. Yeah. Okay. Like, if I'm drunk oh, yeah. and I fucking crack, that's for everyone. I fucking crack. I'm so guilty of like making a. There's a joke that works, and then I just run into the ground like an idiot. Mm. Because I'm like, remember when that joke that was funny? That sucks when anyone does that. Yeah, that's a fucking. Well, it's the worst. That's part. That's a sin. The worst part is like you don't even recognize do you're it. doing it until afterwards. Yeah, you're you're conscious of it though, which sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least I am when I do. I know I'm saying it again. I know I've said it three times. I'm waiting for it to land. (laughs) Yeah, you want it. That's the thing. You want it to land like you want it to land. 
You must yeah. like it, almost like uh, in your mind, you're like, you're like, oh, maybe these people hadn't heard her. The people they they were all like, if you see anyone talking during your big moment, mm-hmm. you got to repeat to them because they weren't listening. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's never like. No joke is that You're good. scanning the room it's like, and your like peripheral vision. So many vision. jokes at work are so of the moment anyways. It's like of that exact George, moment. It's like when George goes sees the movie for a second time because the first time he came up with a line that he thought would kill. So he <laughs> went to see it for a second time to say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. But yeah, it's, that's exactly the mentality. Um, so I had an idea. If the Ramones were still alive, they could be like, Ukraine is crying. We want some peace tonight. Ukraine is crying. It's all right. <laughs> that's good. That's a good. That's a good Ramones melody. Yeah, I they dig could it. do it. Um, you did they were they political at all though? I feel like it's more. That's more Ramones. Cla- yeah, they're more. That's more. Uh, they sing about war a lot. That's more clash territory though. They're not like current. No, uh, no, I'm like it could be eighty Ramones, could be like Hell at the Moon, but they, they sing about like war a lot. Like, um, do they? Yeah, like um, PT boat on the way to Havana, made my living from picking up banana. Now I'm walked by the CIA, hooray for the CIA, baby, okay. baby, make me loco. About okay. like CIA Cold War operations. Right, right, right. That's true. I feel like, but I feel like when it's thinking about war that's happening in the moment, that's way more the clash territory. They're yeah. so political. That could be the clash, yeah. Melody doesn't work with the clash, though. I'm, like, I'm giving it to the Ramones. I'm like, and it's funny because I do love political, there's political bands I do love, but the older I get, the more I'm like, ah, it's lame to be a rock band and have like a political stance. Yeah. It just never ages well, no matter what your stance is. Yeah. I think that's why no one's doing it. Like, uh, I feel like has Bruce done the it? machine and stuff. Like, I feel like Bruce has made current songs about current events. Sure, yeah, yeah. and it's always been like, who cares? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Bob Dylan doesn't get. He's still talking about JFK. Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't give a it. shit. He can't get over JFK. He's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> No um, one still paid the price for that, man. Um, and very like, that's not true. There's some great the songs that, that are political that have stood the test of time are great songs, but it's like yeah, yeah. But it's like it's just when you examine uh, any sort of political point of view through the lens of a rock star. It like Rage Against the Machine, like you just for example, you put mm-hmm. under a microscope, and you're like, yeah, you're like this like pro-communist band and stuff like that, but you're still, it's like a band that exists in a capitalist system that makes a ton of money off their music. Yeah. They, they're still part of the machine. Some they're in a major label. Yeah. Tom you know, and, always wearing a baseball cap. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like, I don't, it's one of those things where it's like, um, shouts out Tom Morello though. It, it, like when you really, and every rock star has dickhead moments. Like, there's this great one about um, about the, with Tom. That's why I thought of Rage specifically. Is like, there's this great thing about how Tom wanted to uh, wanted to get into this restaurant after a show, uh-huh. but they were full. 
Like okay. they're just at capacity. They couldn't let Rage Against Machine and their crew in for whatever reason. Uh-huh. And so they went to a different restaurant. Tom tweeted about that restaurant being talking about how they don't pay their employees very well. Like, like me, like a this activist-y an, thing. This is in Twitter so age, cool. too? Yeah, this is like in Twitter times. And But I think it was about how, I mean, I could be wrong, but it was something along those lines. Like he made it political. Right. He made like... Them, was it true or was he just it, throwing I don't even stuff think it was out true. there? <laughs> I think it was just saying shit because they wouldn't let him in. Right. And it was just like, and then the owner came out and was like, no. And, and it just looked gross on Tom's part. It just looked like he was kind of maneuvering his political, like his like politics to make it, him being a rock star brat seem... Yeah. Uh seem virtuous yeah 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 son of a bitch try that with me tom morello try that fucking trick on me oh how about you tweet about me tom dude we've watched so much shit like succession been through so much we should go in chronological order what was a lot i think the first new thing that we started with was nightmare alley um I fucking love Nightmare Alley. New Guillermo del Toro flick. The last Guillermo del Toro flick, I never was on the bandwagon um, when it came out. I think, I think by the time, because like when I did get around to having time to watch it, it was already so popular. It already won an Oscar and stuff like that. Shape of Water. Um, and so when I did watch it, Shape of Water was wild, dude. It just fell off of me. Yeah, fish, fish love, fish having sex with a lady. A girl was really cute in it, but um, it just Dude, never now, hit now anything for it, me. Uh, Shape be- of Water kind of looked like Nightmare Alley, to some degree. Oh yeah, oh definitely. That's I guess that's Gamero's thing is that that noiry kind of look, right? Yeah. Um, Nightmare Alley though, I fucking I really dug that. I that's like might be up there with Pan's Labyrinth, I think, for me as far as enjoyability. Um, plot real quick. Um, uh, Grifter. Pretty much uh, starts out with him leaving his home behind and he gets involved with a traveling carnival, Willem Dafoe. He starts working with Willem Dafoe and um, there's this act that Willem Dafoe perfects, which is called the geek. I don't know if that was a real thing in the circus or not. I never heard of it before. I know it was like biting the head off of a chicken. I don't know if it was. Right. But it's basically when you take a man and you turn him into like half man, half beast. So you just degrade him into full humiliation. Full freak show. Yeah. Yeah. And he's called a geek. And um, Brad Pitt spends a lot of time like he's working with him and stuff. But then Brad Pitt also gets um, involved. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Uh, What's his name? Oh fuck! What's his name? <laughs> yeah, Brad. I don't know, but I know it's not Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, Brad Pitt. Anyways. Bradley Cooper. Brad Cooper. That son of a bitch. Should have been the Bra- other Brad. Should have been Brad Pitt. Um, sorry, Brad. Uh, uh, Coop. Coop. Um, he gets involved with Marissa Tomei in this mentalist act, and he's really good at it. He's really good at reading people. And but the old mentalist guy kind of warns him like, "Don't get too greedy with this. Like this is easy to overuse, and once you do that, you know you'll kind of lose yourself in the morality of it all." Um, so Bradley Cooper gets really good at, it and he, th- he thinks he can take the show out on the road. So he does, um, and he gets into a whole lot of shenanigans after that. Man, mm-hmm. that's the base plot line. But um, classic creepy weird Guillermo del Toro yeah. film. But I thought it was great. Yeah. The circus looked really fucking cool. 
Yeah, That's the thing. Great. The movie is also uh, well paced. It's like a nice. I don't know how long it is, but it feels nice and long, but not in a bad way. Where you spend mm. half the movie in the circus, and then when he leaves the circus, there's another entire half of that movie left that he spends in the city. Yeah, it's like broken up into two distinct parts for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's weird to think that like what was that like what what time period do you think that took place in? Twenties, twenties. It's weird to think that it's like, I guess a hundred years ago 30s. now. That's how people lived. How different things are. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, they did have a house in a house, house in a bathtub. I start stroking out on podcast. Uh, yeah, like a house. They had a house. Um. Yeah, but I mean, just, just well, just like how easy it was to trick people back then. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine David Blaine back then, dude. David Blaine would be, oh my god. He'd right? be like a Jedi. Great. He could like take over a town. That's one part when watching the movie when I felt stupid at the end is just because Guillermo del Toro's fantastical look and everything, I kept waiting for the movie to take a supernatural twist. Right. I kept waiting waiting for something actually supernatural to cross over or for mm-hmm. something um something to happen, something fantastic to happen. Yeah. But it's a straight story, and it never really did. It's pretty grounded. No, there's like, well, there's some fortune telling elements that, like, maybe, but like, right, yeah. But um, yeah, it's. Do you think, man? I really think about how miserable I'd be in that time. Maybe I'd be happier. Like, I'm trying to think, like, my skill set. The per- if you can kind of kind of transfer me and my skill set. And just kind of make the 1920s version of that, dude. I see you. Maybe and I can Aaron. make money like playing music. Maybe yeah. I can make way more money playing music back then oh, because it's like there's no albums or anything. Oh, and they'd so be they, paying be, you with whiskey. You and Aaron with whiskey that be paying. It'd be you pretty with. dope. But also like there'd be a band. You know what I mean? Like every bar needs a band. Yeah, because there's no jukeboxes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! How many musicians do you think went out of work when it was like the invention of the record and the jukebox and stuff like that? They had to start. It's when they started uh, trying to sell their written down music for other people to play. <laughs> no shit, right? Like, like I was thinking about that back in the day when it was like versus like trying to get a social media following. Like mm-hmm. back in like even like the fifties and sixties, a band just had to tour, and that's how kind of how you got famous is like word of mouth yeah you know what i mean you go from show to show to show and like people would just show up to music it's a very romantic time for the arts people would just show up because a band was playing even like i wouldn't now it's like if a band's playing it's like who is it what kind of genre is it it's very like people are just a lot more fickle does that make sense like and it's like I wouldn't even have to put on a production, like, if you go back to uh, the um, ballad of uh, the last Coen Brothers movie, there's the part with Liam Neeson where they're storytellers, where they literally just go around and they What's get... What's the last Coen Brothers movie? The ballad of uh, fucking Waylon Buster, Jennings. Buster, Buster Scruggs. Yeah, okay. yeah, ballad of Buster Scruggs. The one story with Liam Neeson, he's a storyteller. He goes around and they literally just, oh, just tell, tell stories. Just yeah. tell stories. Like there yeah. was a crowdy audience for even for that. You didn't for even have like to a... make movies or write books, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um Yeah, it would be oh, it'd be alright. Shit that passes comedy, dude. Oh just the right? awful, awful comedy. No, I think you'd do great. I can see you laughing it up. Yeah, I know. But you know what it is, man? Like I think I'd just be like uh I might be dead way earlier. Just cause it's like 
What are the chances I catch my diabetes early on in the 20s? Right. right. Do you catch yeah. it, though, if living in, like, poverty in the 20s? Maybe not. Is is there yeah, that much sugar? To, is there that much sugar in the food content? Probably not. Even like everything's in, kind yeah. of organic. Even the bread and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Everything's kind of just better for you. Yeah. But medical services are way worse. That's so the other thing. Like, Punishment is way worse. Yeah. You get thrown into jail. That's a bad fucking jail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, no such thing as three hots yeah. and a cot. A cop could just shoot you if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, no, be fine. <laughs> yeah. Like people would just be like, ah, justice was served. You yeah, know? guns were still getting fired about. Yeah, man. When That's I think a little it, scary. Like John Mulaney has that amazing bit about how it's just so easy to get away with crimes that criminals yeah. would announce who they are in the middle of the <laughs> Yeah, dude. They'd be like, and then let me and when the cops come, you tell them Babyface Nelson was here and he just sprays Tommy gunfire in the air. Do like, they ever do that like, in boardwalk? Do any pro- characters ever do that probably. in boardwalk? Tell him Nucky sent you. <laughs> uh, probably. I can't remember. Man, it's been so I should rewatch Boardwalk because I I yeah. didn't really like I I don't think I'd watch The Sopranos when I before I'd watch Boardwalk. Like, and it's, I've seen episodes of The Sopranos, obviously. Yeah, but I had no idea that that Terrence dude was just a key figure in the writers' room. Right. Uh the the showrunner for Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. He was a key figure in the writers' room in Sopranos, and like, um, David Chase said the only person besides him that he would let write another Sopranos movie is Terrence. I can't remember his name, Terrence something, but he was right. a showrunner for boardwalk okay i, I kind of want to rewatch it knowing how it involved it like it's crazy how where that how where that writing staff went mm. you know what i mean like insane man when man, they all became showrunners of big shows like one writer staff writer on the sopranos became a showrunner for uh madman another one boardwalk empire and vinyl um there's a few that just went off to do their own shows that became big in their own right right Probably in a weird way, Michael, Michael Imperioli is like one of the least successful writers from The Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as far as writing goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's killing it with Zopa, man. He could he, give a got, fuck. He's got his fucking band, dude. He's fucking rocking his Firebird. That'd be fun. I'd, I would love... That's one thing that'd be really cool to be... If you were in a big city, like, there's a chance you might just... Like, if you lived in New York, there's a chance you might just walk across a Zopa gig yeah, and be able to just go in, pay whatever the ticket price is and just check it out. Yeah. And I bet he could get any novel he wanted published. Think so? Well, I guess they got yeah. that fucking Talking Sopranos book published. Yeah. Which and is just excerpts from the podcast. And like, he's been, he been right, writes a lot of like TV and stuff too. He does? Yeah. I think he still writes episodes of TV. Um, um, he's fucking, yeah. Uh, He's got really he, long hair. He did have really long hair. I don't know if he still does. And he writes the occasional movie and stuff, too. Yeah. If you could, in hindsight, be any cast member of The Sopranos and have their career. you got to have their career after The Sopranos, too. Who would it be? After The Sopranos? Post Sopranos. <laughs> I'd just be Steve. I guess Stevie Van Zandt. Like I'm just. Oh, I'm in the. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing with the boss before. I'm playing I with forgot. the boss after. Holy shit! I totally forgot Steven had yeah, it made, dude. Definitely had his own little spinoff, dude. Uh, yeah, his own little mob. Oh the yeah, first Netflix series of all time. Kirk, Kirk Hammer, whatever. Lily Hammer. Lily Hammer. Yeah, I'm going Stevie. Yeah, Stevie Van Zandt. Fuck, I forgot. No, Stevie's the. Obvious killer, he creates a killer serious channel. <laughs> I was thinking, like, yeah, he's, oh my god, 
yeah, Stevie fucking ruled the roost after that. Now, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. More so than James Gandolfini, even more yeah. so than anyone. Because I was like Edie Falco, maybe because Edie Falco kind of had a career after The Sopranos. Yeah. I'm trying to think of people who kind of went on to like not have to do Sopranos con and stuff. Who are, right. Like, successful enough. Stevie's one of them. Yeah, Stevie definitely. Uh, Stevie's like the clear answer, I think. He's like, go ahead and make Silk bald retroactively yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like playing with bruce before yeah and he gets to play in a rock like he really i say it's a lot he kind of has the perfect entertainment career yeah oh yeah really good he's like in a respected rock band and then he gets lands a role in the sopranos a big role not the star but a big role and like was hailed to be the best show of all time yeah gets back into just playing guitar for bruce springsteen again for the next that's a fucking years. that is a career Comes out with even couple good fucking albums. Post Sopranos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, totally. You know? um, Absolutely. Do you think he got now? Do you think he got more tail off of being Bruce Springsteen's band or off of being on Sopranos? Springsteen's band. You think do you think so? Yeah, I think the tail you'd get off Sopranos wouldn't be young hard tail. I think you'd be like even no man, I don't know. Fame's a powerful drug. I bet you be on Sopranos at the height, at the height of Sopranos mania in the mid, like early 2000, 2006, 2004. Yeah, I feel like it's a like, lot of mature women. Like I bet you a lot of like the bada bing actresses, actresses. Oh yeah, probably would have threw it his way. Yeah. Um, like this is speculating like, I mean, that he's about single how much and touring you being do a fuck being in a rock band, being a rock band. When it mattered, like it's you can't Bruce, really get ta- you can't really get tail off of being in a rock band now. Just that not being like a non-famous rock band, being a rock band in the seventies is kind of like being a DJ now, where you just can get tail off of even <laughs> yeah, even if your band's not famous, you're just a band playing in a bar. Yeah, yeah, you can get tail. You um, know, like yeah, he was like born in the USA and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, definitely. There's a great... Uh, but I bet he might have got more... He definitely got more respect for The Sopranos. <laughs> I don't know if that equaled out in more sex, though. Yeah. Also, he wasn't really a sexy character. He's not a sex symbol? <laughs> hey. Do you, think, uh, do you think James Gandolfini became kind of a sex symbol at The Sopranos? I bet James, yes. I bet because James they portrayed got a him bunch as, like, of tail. A desirable man. Yeah, right? he's a... Like big tough men, I bet he got fatter dudes a lot more tail after Sopranos. Definitely bigger dudes. Definitely, uh, I've heard of, like a lot of hot female comedians talk about how they would have fucked James Gandolfini. Yeah, that makes sense. It's got powerful energy. Oh, is it on a? Oh fuck! I think it was Dad Meat. They they're talking about this um one old hacky comedian that mm-hmm. just used to be in the scene, and he uh, he used to work for a radio station and. Uh, <laughs> and and uh he almost never he never got tail off of it and except for these two chicks these two chicks he was gonna fuck both these girls and he went to get uh blow for them and then when he came back with the blow they were both sucking off clarence clemmings <laughs> <laughs> the fucking saxophone player from the e street band 
big man. The big man just getting a double DJ, which is get like, to me, that's like the funniest thing to like walk Rick in on Clarence getting a double blowjob, dude. No, also, it that's wasn't such like, a funny head image. It wasn't set up. Clarence was anywhere near this. So he just walks, he comes back. He's shocked. He's like, oh, is that fucking Clarence Clemens in the studio? And he's getting head. <laughs> Give me your coke. <laughs> like it's just like it's such a funny because it's like even I don't know for some reason uh Springsteen and his band always felt like almost like a non-sexual right like a non-sexual entity. Some bands have like a sex energy about them. Does that make sense? Right. Like, I feel like Led Zeppelin has a sex energy. Led Zeppelin feels like a band that fucks a lot. Wasp, fucking (laughs) Aerosmith has a sex energy. Tom Petty doesn't give off sex vibes to me. Yeah, yeah, Even that's I'm sure true. They got that's their, very true, yeah. I'm sure they got their fair share of tail after gigs and stuff like that, but they don't give off that horny vibe. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen's like another Elvis. one of those bands. Like, all the blue-collar bands don't give off, like, hard dick vibes. No, like... Um, Rush. I feel Zero like, hard dick vibe off of Rush. No, he... But, but Bruce gave off, like, a different energy where I felt like... Like, girls, like, looking at his butt. Yeah, sure. But yeah. he didn't give off that Elvis. But it's probably Elvis. all the wrong curls, dude. It's probably just run down housewives. Dude. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like it's the Sopranos <laughs> crowd. <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of moms who'd say, "Ooh, cute buns." Yeah, she just call them buns. All got big perms too. It's like yeah. born to run era. Well, look at his wives, dude. His wives are like kind of run down. Like they were. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've like, seen any of them. But like. When you think about like dime pieces that you've seen in the seventies, like a Debbie Harry was a total dime piece. Yeah, like how old's Mick Jagger's wife currently? Probably twenty. You know, probably twenty. Yeah, exactly. Rolling Stones, big hard dick energy. Yeah, big, big hard time. dick energy. Which, uh, but I think the Beatles have hard yeah. dick energy. Yeah. What's funny about the which Stones, is like weird because you almost wouldn't think the Beatles have hard dick energy, but they do. Yeah. What's funny about the Stones, though, Keith doesn't give off a lot of sex energy. To me. I think to me, it, Keith, really? To me, Keith could almost be like, he's almost like, we'll get into this later, but like Succession Roman. I feel like Keith is. Right. I feel like Keith is so caught up in drugs he's, and in he's music. Fucking, he's, he's diddling on the guitar <laughs> and like she's <laughs> diddle. You love him. Yeah. Diddling Do you want guitar. some love? I mean, <laughs> I don't care. If you, suck, <laughs> if you wanna suck it, I ain't gonna stop you. You know. <laughs> and, uh, I feel like uh, drug was his love. But that's why, to me, that's why the air image. Of Bruce Springsteen saxophone player getting sucked off is so funny because he doesn't. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen's band doesn't give off a double blowjob vibe. You it's know like, what I mean? Like, like it's so funny. Like, it's like he's a giant it's like black man. It's like walking in on Santa getting blown. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just weird. A Santa that could easily kick your ass. Giant <laughs> yeah. black Santa <laughs> with like barreled chest. Who do you? Okay, who wearing do you, just a vest. Let's go through. Let's go through some. What do you think? Hard dick energy bands versus no, not hard dick energy bands. Like, um, it changes with the time too. Yeah. Like, are you talking about like bands that attract pussy? Yeah, and I think in the seventies, that's the height of hard dick bands. Yeah. Ooh, it, but eighty had a lot of groupies. The eighties. Yeah, eighties. Eighties had that hair metal scene, kind of the machismo of a hard dick band for sure. Like, 
But also like John Cougar Mellencamp, I don't think I don't look at that. That's a non-hard dick band. I mean, nah. and that's like '80s, you know. We could do the whole bands, but specifically Diamond Dave. Diamond Dave, massive hard dick energy, you know. Definitely. Ah, uh, Sammy Jiggle. Hagar, soft dick energy. So yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. Like old permed women were looking at his butt with Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, but. exactly. There's nothing sexy about Sammy Hagar. No, driving. You're like, man, Sammy Hagar just really. <laughs> when you see, like, I've just watched clips. Of him, <laughs> yeah, and it's like he has that thing. Some it's like it's funny because I almost think sometimes like when I watch interviews with bands, I almost think like the better the person, probably the worse the musician. That makes sense. Yeah. Like every musician I respect, and whose music I'm excited about. Yeah. Yeah. I like a like sp- total like cool and interviews I like a because they're being pricks, person. But also like I don't know if it would be easy to. I don't know if I could spend a week. Like, if Steven Tyler was my roommate, I feel like that would be rough. <laughs> oh, my. He's <laughs> <laughs> five in the morning. Boom, did it, boom, did it, boom, did it, day, yeah. Boom, did it. Yeah, man. <gasps> Wake up, Brayden, Zap Pants, Noon, ain't nothing really changed about the date. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, Steven yeah. Tyler would be a tough. And but, also awkward. And I feel like, like Sammy I- Hagar might be an okay roommate. I think he'd be yeah. fine. Because you see it, like, honestly, it's just kind of, he just gives off, like, this, I'm a dad trying to be hip kind of vibe now. But he seems, like, pretty grounded, and he kind of, like, he seems like he just, I just want to, like, drink tequila and barely work for the rest of my life and just enjoy what I did. Yeah. Or even fine. Even if they're not crazy, like, socially awkward. Like, I feel like David Bowie. Yeah. would be like five minutes of conversation, then he's sitting there in silent, like doing like coke you, in the corner, just staring like, at you. I feel like Bowie Bowie has the energy where like you say one wrong thing and he shuts off. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I feel like he would like sit in a room silent for a long time. Yeah, just act like everything's normal though. Oh, like yeah. Robert Plant, he seems like a big geeky kind of guy. Yeah, he gets he's one of those guys who gets really really uptight about people copying Led Zeppelin. Right. He gets one of those, he just does not, he finds that to be really offensive instead of, uh, as where Jimmy Page, ironically, seems, not ironically, just he seems like he takes his flattery. Right, right. You know, he's flattered by, he kind of likes it when people copy him. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's, and now I was thinking about this too. It's really weird that Robert Plant gets so offended by people copying his voice specifically he gets really shitty about like greta van fleet and like david coverdale and stuff like that but not familiar with david coverdale he's the least newer white snake oh okay but he like back in the day they used to like june page did an album with him and people would say like he kind of took like his like a lot of those boisterous 80s singers kind of took a lot from robert plant okay i can see that really shitty about it but like and I was thinking about it the other day, and I was thinking about, like, yeah, it's kind of weird because Led Zeppelin have kind of been revealed to be giant thieves. Yeah. Like oh. St- st- stolen risks from, like, people who've opened for them. Like or, Carlos Mencia uh, levels of, like, yeah. takery. Yeah. And I was thinking about it, I'm like, so that's weird. But also, maybe in my mind, maybe the only original thing about Led Zeppelin is that they were doing it with Robert Plant's voice. Yeah. Robert Plant's voice was maybe the the most original part of Led Zeppelin. No one at the time had that voice. Yeah, you know. So even if they're 
musically the most original thing about Led Zeppelin was Robert Plant's voice. Definitely. So in a weird way, he's like, like he's like they're taking the one thing that was original about the band. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no, I'm totally yeah, following you. That yeah, makes yeah, complete yeah. sense. Yeah, no, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like he was. But that also, like, I didn't mean geeky in a bad way either. I think I'd be better friends with him than Jimmy Page. But right. still, I bet you yeah. it'd be an awkward time where it's like talking about hobbits. Yeah. The, I, I, but, but yeah, I feel like every really, feel you. really good rock star, they're almost like athletes in a way, where I feel like they would all have a hard time getting goofed on. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, big time. Maybe, oh, maybe, although maybe not. Like sometimes you see the bands interact with each other, like those music docs, and it's actually oh, yeah, they, surprising, like like the Beatles doc. Yeah, fun those guys, like, very fun, funny guys. So mm. it's like I don't know, man. It's tough. But like, um, okay. But I, I hanging out with Bob Dylan would be a nightmare. Definitely, right? <laughs> hanging out with Bob Dylan would suck. Unless you're just getting high, and it was for an evening, you're getting high with him. Yeah, that would be cool. But I, I mean, I remember I got so frustrated. I was when I was working as a not a crossing guard, a flagger. I was a flagger, right, for like a summer. And I remember I was just sitting on the corner flagging for some fucking pothole restoration it was a hot or whatever. Hot. Too. I'm just smoking s- there's no traffic coming so i'm just sitting on the hot sidewalk and there are these guys who are part of the job they're like surveyors or something so they're right. like they're part of the crew but they're not really like doing any hard labor and uh they're friends they're clearly friends and i hear them talking about uh jim carrey and about <laughs> how they're like i just think like they're they're going on and on about how he just seems like a funny guy. He seems like they, they're talking about how they would get along with Jim Carrey and Jim Carrey would like them. <laughs> Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey would like them? them? Uh, yeah. And how they oh, would all, no. like, if they met, they would all be so friends and friendly and oh, stuff. Oh, it would be the best moment. Uh, it was so, I was so, so weird. Infuri- it's so weird. And I was infuriated. <laughs> because like, you just, you know that that's just, I mean, what a fucking awful shit. Like, I don't know why that pisses me off. <laughs> But it it's fucking so, makes me so mad. It's such a juvenile thought. It's like... Yeah, that'd be like me being like, if Gene met me, we'd be best friends. Right? I feel like, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like you get over that when you're 13. Like, yeah. having your expectations met of like, right. I love this girl, and she's going to love me, and we're going to be in love forever. Ex- ex- I feel like exactly. from that, you can get the expectation of how humans work, kind of. Yeah. Oh, totally. And it's like, it's like... I just, oh, so mad. It's like, <laughs> and especially knowing, I think at that point, uh, that uh, Man on the Moon doc had come out, where it's like, Jim Carrey is not, like, the, the oh, movie yeah. about him playing Andy Kaufman, how he just thought he was Andy Kaufman <laughs> yeah. for the for duration of filming that. He thought he was possessed by his spirit or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think he really thought that. But, like, I he acted like, he, he on set, he would only be in... And he in character and stuff, and he was a huge dick to Jerry the wrestler, Jerry yeah. Lawler. Whereas Andy Co- Andy Kaufman was friends with Jerry Lawler in real yeah. life. Yeah, it was exactly. all stage. It was all a work. Yeah, yeah. And um, ex- exactly. oh, and his daughter came in to like have the final last words. So fucking sad. That's see, weird. that's weird, dude. That's so weird. And it's like, and then you see Jim Carrey now talking about it in like the the interviews. And he's so fucking weird. Like, he's not a Jim Carrey character in real life. <laughs> yeah. He, like, fancies himself some sort of, like, some, like, a, a modern-day renaissance man. Yeah, he's very shamanistic. Yeah. And, like, yeah. now he does paintings and stuff. And his big thing is paintings. 
And like uh, Dan Soder said it best. He's like, is that the apex of like your comedy <laughs> careers? You just make <laughs> shitty paintings. That's what happens when you get to the top. <laughs> like, it's like Ringo, man. Ringo makes great MS art paintings. Dude, Ronnie, a lot of people who just get to a certain point in life decide they just want to paint. Now, do you remember that Emma Stone Dude, video? Lars from Metallica. Right. Paul Stanley from Kiss. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. That's like the refuge of the successful. It's like, maybe I'll be a painter. Yeah. Ultimate fucking artist. Suck yeah, off like, move. Yeah. Fuck that. Dude. I'd love to paint. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. Um, shall we move on to our next movie that we saw? Wait, wait. You got to give me an example of what you think a soft dick versus a hard dick. Oh, right. Um, uh, David Lee Roth was my hard, hard dick. dick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um... Eric Clapton. Yeah. 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 You know what? <laughs> He's I, feel like, I feel like if I saw Eric Clapton getting a blowjob, <laughs> I yeah. feel like bad in my tummy, you know? Yeah, it's like a businessman paying for sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it feels dirty and wrong. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe young Clapton, like Fro Clapton in like the Rock and Roll Circus era. But... You're like, I'd watch him get blown. <laughs> I'd watch him get blown. I'd be okay with it. <laughs> but yeah. Um... And then um, hard dick. Let's see. I want to change it up and go to like a different generation. Show variety because I hey, feel like. A, is there a modern day? There's not a lot of modern day. <sighs> modern day would be weird. It'd have to be like a rapper or something. But I feel like, like the last, the most, and they're not even recent. So I guess I mean I'm probably wrong about this, but what comes to mind as far as a recent hard dick band, mm-hmm. as far as big. Like, cause there, I can think of a lot of like smaller bands that I consider like a hard dick band, right? Um, that are very modern. Like you think of like Tuck Smith and stuff. That's all hard dick shit, right? Biters, it's all hard dick shit. But they're kind of like they're not at the level. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of like stadium level band, hard dick rock band, My Chemical Romance. That, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Shit. Definitely, they yeah. still because I feel like young girls are still discovering them and love the two brothers. They're the Way Brothers want to yeah. suck him off yeah even though the gerard way lord last time i saw him he might look better now look like shit oh dude he is like look like me and, like me it's it so funny ridiculous. because like uh oh man tiktok takes me some weird yeah. directions i was looking at like a tiktok tiktoks about gerard way and people in the comments like people being like what a fat piece of shit and then people <laughs> underneath being like he had an eating disorder and blah 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 and i'm just happy he's happy now kind of thing <laughs> Both, both are weird you know yeah yeah both people are fucking weird it's weird <laughs> that this guy's gonna attack gerard way from being i mean it's funny i yeah. mean i almost i almost side the fat piece of shit guy more because i'm i get that instinct but to like defend him i, I don't know I, I do like like he's scrolling through and he sees fat gerard way and he's just pissed off <laughs> he's fucking mad i got a comment <laughs> I gotta leave a comment. I was waiting for this to happen. I get so... The older I get, the harder it is to resist that instinct to comment on shit for some reason. Yeah, I can see that. And I'm so... I fight it every time. Well, I don't want to hear my opinion. Yeah, I'm just like... I'll get to the point of writing a comment on a public thing. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, I can... I kind of agree with that. There's definitely older I get. Like, I'll see YouTube comments... That make no sense, or I can like disprove, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, but what saves me a lot of time is the iPod is connected to a different um, 
YouTube than my phone. And so a lot of times that one, and that one is just like when you make an account, but you can't, uh, you haven't made a comment yet, you know? So it's like when you click on that, it's like, do you want to create an account to make a comment? Yeah. So a lot of times I see it on that and then it's like, oh, well, fuck. No, I'm good with, ah, oh, God damn it. I won't make a comment. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. We got to remind me to get back on the TikTok thing. I was going to let you move on from that, but like there's some TikTok stuff I want to talk about for sure. All right. Yeah. We should uh, get to licorice pizza though. Sure. Let's do it. What'd you think? Love it. Yeah. Licorice Pizza, the latest Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. Fucking so good. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was like... It was really... One of those movies, good. we watched it, and then the more we got removed from it, the more I liked it. Right. You know? Like, I was just like... Yeah. yeah. No, so it was solid. It was, it was solid. We watched it really close to um, Nightmare Alley, too. And both yeah. were just solid works of... Um, like mainstream cinema, yeah, that just still felt not not necessarily completely like you know um, cere- right closer to you. not necessarily like cerebral, but not dumb. Yeah, at least you know you could feel intellectual while watching it, even though it's mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, that was just it. Felt felt good. But yeah, yeah, you really. Had a liking to it. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was the kind of, like I said, if if it, if I'd watched that movie when I was, like, in my late teens or mid-teens, like, 15 on, it would have, like, been one of those movies I'd base my personality off of a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> Try to open up a waterbed store. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, it was just, like, it really hit me in that way. Like, I really... Thought of, and the more I got got away from it, I thought about it more and more. It got me into the band Haim more. Right. Haim? Haim. Is it Haim? It's Haim. Right. And uh, it's like a joke. Yeah, she's great in there. So good. And it was like, I just heard about them through a friend. Right. She had just told me about the band like like a week before or whatever. Or no, a month before. Synchronous. It was like in December. And then showed me a couple songs i i liked them but then like i really got into them after that movie it was right. good it was yeah philip seymour hoffman's son it was such a fun look at like 70s la it was a nice it was one, um, of those, one of those movies where the city is definitely a character in the movie oh yeah big time and like we talked about the time period too <clears throat> like it takes place around the uh oil crash in the 70s mm-hmm. um when the gas prices went up and everything and um like, I know it's be, like, so redundant to say he loves movies from the 60s and 70s, but the way he approaches the overall story is such, like, a 60s and 70s movies, too, where it's, like, a vignette. It's such a mm-hmm. little kind of story, like, yeah. 60s and 70s movies without yeah. high stakes. Like, it's such the opposite of Magnolia, mm-hmm. which just has like, this in huge, a weird way, grand you could almost picture. Qual- you could almost brand it a rom-com. Oh, def- yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely is a rom-com. And it's, so, it's so feel-good, too. Yeah. As a rom-com. There's, yeah, like, sure. the whole movie, there's no real big, um... Like, no one, you don't you never feel like anyone's gonna die, really? No! The most, maybe the most tense scene in the whole movie is their truck runs out of gas, and they gotta back up down this winding Hollywood hill in reverse with no gas. Yeah. And that's, like, the, and that's as tense as the movie gets. Yeah, and it's super fun. Yeah. Like, the whole movie, it's, it's like a love, yeah, it's a love story, and, like, the whole movie, they're kind of going back and forth um, with that, but they're never outright cruel to each other. The movie never gets, like, gross. It's a very yeah, nice, yeah. lighthearted, um, yeah, like I said, it uh, has that 60s, 70s feel where it's so quaint, almost. Mm. 
yeah absolutely and what it does and in, in the story that it tells is very small scale oh yeah yeah for sure it's really good yeah no it was awesome looked great had really a lot of funny moments in it too sean yeah. penn was hilarious yeah for sure and yeah yeah alana Haim. i think that was our first movie i yeah. really liked her she was, no, she was awesome great movie great very band. seductive um, um it did make me and it's probably it's probably a lot of people it's probably almost a cliche thing to say about that movie at this point but it did make me like w- want to live in that time period it seems like it's a fun time to live in right yeah you know made it seem like a really fun time to live in yeah you, know? you could have been fucking in new jersey hanging out with fucking young bj yeah dude Brian walt. johnson hanging out yeah oh i'd love to hang out with young bj and walt yeah that'd be cool cool as fuck yeah muse dude we this is where we turn to the jim carrey guys we're oh like, we'd be it, such it, good friends we'd be such good friends dude jason, <laughs> they would think we're so funny if i ever met jason muse and kevin smith <laughs> man we'd smoke a big <laughs> they fucking love it they love me dude they guys want to so smoke yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dude um TikTok has taken you down a weird... Or did well, you have no, anything yeah, else to say? Weird, there's these weird TikTok out, huh? What's that? Do you anything, uh, anything else to wrap up? No, like I just pizza? thought it was fucking awesome. We saw it and it was great. It was really Totally nice. recommend. I, I loved it. Um, yeah, like... Okay, definitely these weird avenues of... Like, there's these weird exploitive TikToks that I can't get away from where parents of, like... Uh, it's it's hard for you to come out and say it yeah parents of mentally challenged kids are posting shit right and it's like it's it really walks that line of being exploitive like uh, and i'll watch fuck i'll watch i'll watch a shit ton of it in a funny way are they like put in distressing situations like upset that he can't eat his dinner or something like that kind of or is it or like, like they'll be like getting mad at them over something Oh, they'll be punishing them. Punishing sometimes they'll be like the whole video would be like, "Hey, hey!" There's a couple I follow. One of them is like this mom, and she's always like, "Hey, you said you cleaned your room, but you didn't." And he's just like, "Oh, sorry." (laughs) She's like, "Yeah, we better go in there and clean your room, okay?" And then he goes and cleans his room, and the the caption's just like, "Someone so lied about cleaning his room." And, and are I'm the, like, what is this? And are the comments? What the fuck are you doing? Are comments That's like, why it makes me feel like it's a split. Because so many comments are just fucking edgelords making hilarious comments. Or like, what? Or like, <laughs> but is like, there? Are there also sincere people like, what a fucking dickhead? I hope he doesn't lie in the future. <laughs> no, I like uh, kind of no, getting off on the, the punishment. Sincere, the sincere people are like, oh, naughty, naughty, or whatever. Like, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. But, like, most of the comments are people viciously making fun of these people and people in the comments calling those people monsters. Right. Okay. Like, that's the majority of them. Right. Or, like, one I watched the other day, it was, was, I mean, you tell me. Okay? Uh, The dad is, like, they're always, like, lower middle class families from, like, the Midwest, it feels like. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, one and one of them that and and they always have a gang of them, dude. There's always like four or five kids, kids. So I don't know if it's a foster. Situation. Are they all? Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, I don't, that's I don't, a foster then. I don't. I, 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 I guess. Or, or that's bad luck, man. I feel like if you're a foster parent, you shouldn't be allowed to profit off of your foster kids that way. Then, no. like, that feels so immoral. Like, I, I shouldn't say bad it's luck. Crazy. That's kind of bad to say bad luck morally. But can you imagine having your fourth kid and just like? I hope he turns out all right, and it comes out, and it's still <laughs> oh, like it's, they're all natural. Yeah, yeah dude. it's still special. Be fucking rough. <laughs> oh. At like at the second one, I'd be like, "Are we gonna roll the dice again?" Uh, I guess we gotta add more rooms to the house. <laughs> um, but he walks in, and his dad is the kind of guy who's got a shit ton of taxidermy all over the place. Okay, yeah, he's like a hunter, so shit ton of like taxidermy, <laughs> and like uh, like deer heads and shit all yeah. over the place. <laughs> and the kid walks in. This is like like because I. This is me admitting I watch these fucking TikToks for all the wrong reasons. I'll, I'll all add, the wrong reasons. I'll add a caveat to this. Okay, okay. Um, he walks in the room and he's fucking pissed because his dad just put up, mounted this <laughs> <laughs> like stuffed uh, wildcat. Yeah. And it's like clearly scares him. He's like, oh! he walks in the room. Get, I'm not, get that thing out of here. I'm not, get that I hate it. It's stupid. <laughs> and they're just filming him. <laughs> and then, like, he threatens to beat his dad up if he doesn't take it down. And, like, but then they'll say, here's the thing where I'm like, what? How are the parents what treating is, it? But here's the thing. Then the mom's like, because uh, they all have, like, big, they're, like, either giant wrestling fans or they like, like, Justin Bieber or something like that. Uh-huh. And so the mom will sort of be like, I'll tell you what, if Justin Bieber replies to this TikTok, then we'll take it down. Oh, weird. Kind of thing, right? Or no, that's like, a weird angle to Or they use. like angle like one of them was big wrestling fan and sh- they like angled like through videos to get get him backstage at like an AEW event. <laughs> that's a definitely yeah. weird angle to use. That's fucking weird, right? Yeah, oh, that's a pure exploitative angle to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine, mine is like... way darker in comparison. Right. It's just like, I mean, like, it's like one of those things where you, you're looking at it and you're like, they're not doing anything illegal, but this should probably be illegal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. They need to make new laws, like TikTok yeah. laws, about how you're allowed to exploit. Like, it's crazy. Uh, YouTube put me down um, a rabbit hole. Remember, um, like, a year or two ago, I was like, I'd fight a monkey. I could fight a monkey. Right. I searched up, like, has has a human ever fought a monkey? Uh-huh. Could this be done, right? Uh-huh. Um, it hasn't. <laughs> no one's fought a monkey? I can't. At least, at least not on YouTube. Okay. There's no human. Okay. Maybe on, like, the dark Maybe web. Maybe yeah. live leak, perhaps? Perhaps. But there was monkeys fighting each other, right? Yeah. Which I watch naturally. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're like, how can you not? Yeah, yeah. And it immediately turned into, like, mother fighting her child and it's all foreign mother oh not yeah. real mom like not human monkeys yo monkeys it's all monkeys it's all okay. macaques and stuff right? Right, right and it's all um in like foreign language obviously like translated to english bad where it's like um mother M- maggie really mad at child like bites till cries and it'll be like a mother monkey like biting her like biting her kid and like dragging it around the ground and close-ups of like the baby monkey crying and stuff oh my god and i thought it was like immediately right off the bat 
I knew it was exploitive because it was in a foreign language and these people are filming these monkeys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and as soon as I clicked on the first one, there were ten other related videos of the exact same nature of different stuff like oh, that. Oh, just like but I can't the comments, watch animal, animal cruelty shit. Like, oh yeah, animal, me animal abuse warning if you're not into it. Or like mother kills baby. It'll be like mother monkeys dropping their newborn babies out of trees and like neglective mothers and stuff like that. No. And like or baby monkeys throwing tantrums. That'll be the latest one is baby monkeys throwing tantrums, right? Uh-huh. And it'll get into like monkeys getting sick or they're stuck in a place, baby monkeys, you know? Or like, yeah, they're stuck in a fence or something like that. But this is where it turns way worse than yours. The people... When you go into the comments, mm-hmm. it's people getting off on these baby monkeys being hurt. It's like, oh, yeah, that little rat fucking get off. <laughs> oh, oh, oh I wish that mother would have choked that rat out sooner. Are you serious? Yeah, it's all people just finally getting off on this. And then it'll be one, like, conservationist being like, oh, this is cruel, blah, 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 blah. And then the next one will be like... <laughs> Man, people who say they love animals clearly don't. Our animals are beautiful. Clearly, have never seen what real nature does. Neglective <laughs> mother and poor little fucking tree rats and <laughs> pieces oh of shit. Oh my god! And like, remember we were talking about like what possesses a person to comment? Mm-hmm. What possesses a person to make that comment? They're Ooh. getting off on it. Like that's crazy. It's, it's weird, and it like. And then it's just started, like, suggesting me, like, there's so much. And there'd be, there'd be, like, some of them have millions of views of, like, um, they all have names and stuff, too. But they're filmed from different channels of, like, different foreign people setting up these different, be like, channel name would be, like, bad monkey business and stuff. <laughs> and it'll be, like, but they go to these places in Asia where it's not an enclosure, uh-huh. necessarily but the monkeys all have names and they're clearly like they'll follow a whole monkey family out in the wild for a long time it'll be like the life and death of baby uh ba- that is so fucking dark baby man. tammy and it'll be like this mother <clears throat> neglecting her baby monkey till it dies and Jesus stuff like Christ. that and it'll be like and but the comments are all people like ruthlessly just obviously getting Loving their rocks it. off on it and like, are they? Is, is they like from like a place of like? Oh, from race? No, no, they're racist against monkeys. Oh, <laughs> like okay, they call okay, them tree yeah. rats and stuff. I was gonna say, are they, are they coming at it from a place of like, hey man, I'm just being realistic about nature, and this is nature. Um, I think the part kind of like that Joe Rogan always defends hunting, and he's like, listen, me killing these animals is like the best way for them to die. If they, if I don't shoot them, then like they're gonna get ripped apart by other animals. Uh. It has to be a more extreme version of what got me into it, which is just like sometimes you see an annoying monkey and it'll be fun to beat up. <laughs> but the, I think these people are like, they're like, I would like to beat up a child monkey who's defenseless. But you know, that kind of also they're so close to humans, too. That's a that's the part that makes it really perverse. Well, I think, you know, when you see like a cute baby and people are like, I just want to eat them up, blah, 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 yeah, blah yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it comes from that where like these baby monkeys are so cute. To see him in a distressing situation released <laughs> some sort of serotonin in these oh, people. That's fucked up, man. Because I got it. Like, yeah, I watched a cult. Obviously, I watched it till it started recommending me of, like, this baby <laughs> monkey's stuck. And it was so sad, but it's like, he's trying to get out and stuff. And, like, he looks like a human, exactly. So you see all his emotions and stuff oh, getting through. God, dude. Did he get out? Yeah, the stuck ones. Yeah, yeah. The, the people never kill the monkeys. 
but I'm pretty sure they set them up to die sometimes. Oh, and the, really? they'll purposely feed the mothers food when they neglect their child. Oh, so they like encourage them like they're like, clearly encouraging that's them. So and like I up. said, but they'll do it in this like weird Asian outdoor environments with the same monkey families. And there'll be like five channels covering like the same monkey family. Right. And like the baby and stuff like that. But yeah, it's all people just ruthlessly getting off on that. And like I, I said, see, I think I it's that like hear Peterson talk about it. Yeah. The that. bloody mother monkey. <laughs> the bloody mother monkey. It's true that she doesn't want to neglect her child, but that's so true that she'll start neglecting her child for bloody sake. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to see a man fight a monkey, but <laughs> I got into Dude, that is dark. monkey family politics. That's fucking dark as shit, man. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. But I, I assumed it. I assume so that. But it's like. I don't think that's what people get out of dogfighting. Is they're so cute that it's like, oh, I just want to smoosh this. I, I think they, I think it's a purely. I always assume dogfighting came from a purely betting culture. Like, it comes people, from like a Roman Colosseum thing. There is something though. Like, do like, you not like seeing tigers eat other animals? Because I do like watching. No. The, the, okay. So okay, I do like watching that. Part of it is right. watching nature do its thing. It's like the. The Herzog in me. I like watching. Yeah. I don't like watching the videos of the mothers (laughs) neglecting their babies. I like the corny ones where, like, a tiger will attack, like, something, and then they'll gang up on the tiger, and then the tiger will run away, and everyone just walks away. But, like, yeah, man, I'm like, it's so funny because I used to know, I used to be almost like an anti-animal person. Really? In the sense that, like, I, I, like, in my mid-20s or whatever, I almost had the thing of, like, Man, people care about animals way too much. There's a lot more people suffering. We should care about, you know, I'm like, was one of those yep. guys where I'm like, where, where, where I'm like, I, I would almost use, I would make up a story that didn't happen. <laughs> Imagine if someone took like, this out of context. Think we're talking about black people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. That'd be our Joe Rogan Edward compilation. Yeah, dude, it'd be bad. Just you going monkey all over. Yeah. Monkey, monkey, monkey. This child monkey. There should be a word like monkey. Um, But also, uh, like, I'd make up a story, basically, where I'd be right. like, like, oh, these people, you know, see a straight dog, they'd much rather feed the straight dog than, like, a homeless person. Right. And which is, like, I mean, maybe that's true, maybe it's not, but I definitely just made it up on the spot to prove my point, if that makes sense. You know yes, what I mean? Like definitely. Um, I remember talking, because Lauren was, like, I think Lauren fed a stray dog. And then, she, and I was like, well, "Would you, you feed her a homeless person? If you saw a homeless person walking down your street, would you feed them?" Like, ah, probably not. And I'm like, "See," but I think, I think honestly, having Artie softened me up a lot to that. That makes uh, sense. And like, and just being like, like owning a pet and stuff, and just being like, yeah, "Yeah." And I think I always had that in me, but there was a part of me that just wanted to be Mister Logic Spock, right. and wanted to be like, "No, I'm going to follow the logic of this thing." and and I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm more of a you know what I yeah, mean yeah like there was like man that's something that's really left me as I go move in my 30s is the need to have like an edgy take on anything yeah I was yeah that was so important to me at a I, certain point in my life I wanted I was the loudest most vulgar person and I just wanted I like wore that like I don't I don't know the point where I look back and I'm like. There must have been points in my life where I was really irritating to be around when I think about it, how I acted. <laughs> because I was just like, I was such a, I mean, I was like an edgelord before that was like a term. Now we're like, 
it's bullshit that Instagram's getting banned in Russia. I think, <laughs> I think Putin's just doing what he needs to do. <laughs> like, yeah, no. It's like, and so, like, and with that comes to, like, like, I'm like, oh, I can't see animals getting hurt. Fucking bums me out, dude. Right. Um, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's normal. But, well, I mean, not but. Um, would you <clears throat> fight a baby monkey if the baby <laughs> monkey was teasing Artie? Oh, yeah. Because those videos also brought up a lot of monkey versus monkey. I mean, right. monkey versus other animal. There's really? a lot of monkeys just being... Uh, uh, pricks to other animals? Oh, pricks to cats and dogs. And oh. Oh, I think that that might be where the same people come from. Because you'd see those comments being like, Oh, I'd love to choke out that little rat <laughs> and stuff. That's where it begins. Yeah. That's the gateway Although, drug. It, 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 yeah, it gets so intense with these people that I guess they just don't even love physical violence. They just love seeing the baby monkeys <laughs> in any kind of distress. Even being stuck, they That's love weird. being seen. Yeah, it's really weird. That's so dark. It but is like, such a dark part of the human psyche. Um, You got Yeah, for people out there, look it up. Search up, like, um, what would be monkey baby search up baby monkey and then put any like keyword after that that like dangerous right. or baby monkey trapped that'll bring up if a, a trap video. if a baby monkey hurt Artie in any way i would fuck that monkey up dude, dude they, i would uppercut they that. grabbed little dogs by the tails oh. and cats and they're like they're faster than the cats too they can mm. jump and stuff yeah. so it'll be like three monkeys and they're going and they pull a cat's tail and yank it. Oh, and it's yeah. like, oh! And it goes around to bite the monkey, but it jumps out of the way. And then the monkey behind that goes to grab it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, I'd beat the then, shit Oh, yeah. And then I'm I'd like, go, then I'd I search eight. up that monkey's name. I see where it's at. <laughs> then I look at a video of its mother neglected dropping it out of a tree <laughs> onto like, its head. And then you're commenting. You're like, yeah, yeah. that's what that little oh, rat that gets. little tree rat. <laughs> tree rat. He deserved a fucking more painful death. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> they call him tree It's Yeah, they get racist against the monkey. That's so like I like weird. monkeys in general. I'm a huge monkey fan. They were my favorite animals for a long time. Yeah, I just George think the monkey. I just think represent. it'd be really fun to like see monkey versus man. Yeah, yeah <laughs> an yeah. ultimate battle. Definitely, dude. But like a buff guy, it's gotta be. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Monkeys are strong. And a, and a, and a, but yeah, a, fu- a buff monkey too, not a baby monkey. <laughs> I'd love to see a baby monkey get engaged with a full-grown man. <laughs> like a Michael Clark Duncan fighting a baby monkey. <laughs> like um uh, uh fucking Clarence Clemens <laughs> Ch- chokes out a monkey with his dick. Um. So yeah, I think that's a darker path. So that's yeah. what I that's what I meant by the comments on those um mentally challenged kid videos is if there there's any comments like oh yeah good for that. No cuz it's like it's one of those things where it's like I don't think it, it's not that it's more just people having it like goofing on them. <laughs> like like you would in elementary school yeah, like yeah. before you knew it was in bad taste it's to not do sadists. That. Yeah, no, it's not sadists. <laughs> it's just like because they'll fucking post shit that's like it's insane. So I remember one time the mom like snuck around the corner cuz one of the the mentally handicapped people are blind too. Oh no. They're blind. And she comes around the corner. She slowly comes around the corner and he's got they got like a shitty little like CD 
boombox and he's blasting Justin Bieber and he's singing along <laughs> and he doesn't know she's there uh-huh. and she's filming him like <laughs> and he's kind of like bopping his head and singing oh no I don't have to say it's fu- I don't know why you would fucking do that to your kid that's crazy that's horrible that's fucking awful and for people like me pretty funny but it was like I mean there's a reason why TikTok directs me to those videos but like I can't um, like what awful, awful, like that's crazy. That's terrible. And then, but then you, you know, the comments are exactly what you think. (laughs) (laughs) It's fat, retarded. Fuck. (laughs) A lot. There's a lot of that. A lot of people being like, Hey, he's a person with feelings. You know what? You're a piece of shit, dude. Do they drop retarded a lot? A lot of, oh. a lot of redacted. Oh man, yeah, that's oh. pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking. But huh. yeah, they're putting it up there—a humiliating situation for anybody, let alone yeah. a mentally challenged person. Yeah. The, the the parents, yeah, those but parents are pretty like, evil. When you, we're talking about the comments and stuff, um, man, I was thinking about this the other day, because I, I, I was starting to get into a routine where I'd settle into bed. Mm-hmm. And I would go boom, boom, go into the fighter and the kid Reddit and mm-hmm. just kind of go through that before. It's great I went to for bed. a laugh, yeah. Great for a laugh, but then I had to stop because I would, I would get mad just watching <laughs> Brendan Shaw be right. a fucking asshole prick. Yes, then that's when I, you got to step would get away. Fucking angry, yeah. And I'm like, I gotta stop doing this before bed because I'm just getting mad before bed. Yeah. It reminded me when I was with Jamie and we'd fight and I'd fucking get into a big fight with her right before I had to go to sleep. Yeah, and I couldn't sleep because I'm just huffing and puffing and like worked up. Yeah, yeah. It oh gets yeah, me worked the, that subreddit gets me worked the fuck up. Yeah, because it can oh in like even just the, the whole fighter, universe. the fighter and the kid subreddit for listeners is a subreddit basically devoted. To uh, shitting on this podcaster comedian ex fighter named Brendan Schaub, yeah. and all they do is follow like every shitty thing he's ever done on a podcast, clip it, put it up, and he's very like connected to Joe Rogan, so it yeah. does bleed into the whole Rogan Joe verse. Rogan universe, yeah. which also will get me frustrated just listening to some of the fucking. Oh, just some of the people and a lot of the dick licking that goes on. Oh, dude. And they capture it so perfectly. Such like it's just it's just sycophants. Yeah. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. It's in the cult of personalities. It's it's more sickening than the war in the Ukraine to me. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, Oh, this is what I was going to say, though. Monkey versus human. Who's worse, the parents of that, of those kids humiliating them, or the man in Asia who feeds the monkey a banana when she, uh, when she like uh, neglects neglects her child, and she doesn't give the child any banana. Uh, the animal one, the one with the banana. Because because here's my rationale. There's a part because I've been I've been watching these videos for for a while now, yes. and I keep thinking like this is fucked up. What kind of person does this? And then I think about what their daily life must be like, and I'm, there's a part of me that wonders if they're just like they can't. They have to be. <laughs> they have to have soft kid gloves with all these kids all the time. They can't freak out. Yeah. So it's almost like. This is their way of getting it out. That's them dropping them from a tree. <laughs> yeah, that's their way. Exactly. Like, that's like, they can't, they have to just be nice all the time. They and, like and all you the R word comments. You know, it's not a fucking cakewalk. 
raising like five kids with Down syndrome. You want to call them the R word? <laughs> what? You know, I'm sure they want to drop a couple R bombs. What are you? It's <laughs> just like I'm sure. Even if it's just like they're making lunch in the morning and they will not. It comes they're around, constantly being bothered. The bread off the and table. Be like, will you shut up for one fucking second, please? Yeah, I'm trying to like. I get that way. With my stepkid sometimes, when I'm just, it's just, she's, you know, I'm like trying to make supper and she needs a time. I'm like, it's frustrating. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't actually say or do anything, but mentally you're just like, I just need you to stop right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I don't even have to deal with one, one, like half of a percentage of what they definitely have to deal with. So my mind, I'm wondering if making these videos is just like their release. Does their, it? Their pressure valves goes, does, a little bit, you know what I mean? Does this help, though? When the monkeys are uh, nearing death, they will perform CPR. They will. They'll the take, people will come in? They take two fingers, they <laughs> pump their chest, and they, <laughs> they blow in their mouth, and the monkeys aren't moving. You can tell they've been so, dead before they filmed. You can tell they know they were setting this up for a good, sad video. Oh, my God. Yeah, they put them in little blankets and return them to their mothers. Really? The mothers hold them for a while while they're still dead. And they're like looking around. It's horrible. That's okay. That's nature though, man. That's fucking hardcore. I I couldn't go mouth to mouth with a monkey. A dead monkey? You couldn't go mouth to mouth with a dead baby monkey? Or alive. (laughs) Or alive. (laughs) Come on. A gorilla is choking. No way I'm going mouth to mouth. A a silverback gorilla. AIDS came from monkeys, dude. No, but it's an orangutan. He doesn't have any look like hip herpes or anything. Yeah, but you don't see AIDS. AIDS is just a bloodborne disease, man. No cuts in his mouth at all. You can clear. He's good. <laughs> Are you saying I deaf? But there's saliva. His lips. He's got big. It's an orangutan with like big, just big bulbous <laughs> lips that are clean and dry. He's, he's gonked out cold on the jungle floor. Do I floor. have one of those units where I, like Who's- in between, like a little pipe? No, it's just you and Jane. No it's way. you. It's you and Jane Goodall. No and she's, fucking way. She, she breaks her leg and she can't get over. And she's like mouth to mouth, or the ape's gonna die, Brayden. Uh, no, no, not a chance. Ape dies. The ape just saved Artie from falling down a waterfall. <laughs> it was like the scene from Ace Ventura. Okay, you know when the monkey. You know when the monkey. Sa- if he saved Artie, when the monkey saves Ace from the waterfall, that ape. That I would. Oh, have the to monkey. I might save do Ace. it. If the lips are dry, no blood, and I'm personally like indebted to that ape for some reason. It's like Coco. Like, she says I love you and stuff. <laughs> but an ape, like a red hair during it. Sure. Okay. I remember uh, I, had, I had a buddy whose uh, cat died, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry your cat died. And he was like, oh, I was in the cards for a while. Like, uh, she had, like, feline AIDS. Cats can get AIDS. What the? Yeah. And she had it for, like... Seven or eight years. I don't want to live with that cat. I was thinking that. All I was thinking is like, I might kick my cat out of the house I, if I found she had AIDS. Because I'm like, I mean, I'm sure it's one of those things like, you can't get it. It's like cat AIDS. You <laughs> yeah. can't get it. But it'd be in the back of my mind. Right? I mean, when you're playing with a cat, they like they, they scratch, do, they scratch and do little bites and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I can't fuck around with a cat with AIDS. Oh. Are you kidding me? Although there is that disease that cats give off where it like makes people 50 percent more likely to commit suicide they're like more impulsive right yeah yeah it, it's, like, it's like, like a parasite or something but it also it's something to do with depression too it makes them more like depressed interesting 
it's also in there. It's like shit. what it's like what they think for sure Joey Diaz has, because <laughs> like, he just lets spare cats into his house all the time. He has like at one point he's living with like nine cats, <laughs> just, <laughs> just fucking his face, no muscle in his face moving at all, just looking at all the cats in his house, wondering where he is. <laughs> it's fucking three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Marin probably has yeah. it because he took in stray cats constantly when he lived in New York. Oh no! Um, yeah, probably. I could see Mark Marin having that. For having sure. like impulse depression issues for sure. Yeah, definitely. bad impulse control and depression issues that fi- that fits Mark <laughs> Marin like a glove. Um, definitely. So you you wouldn't save the monkey, but you think the monkey? Oh I mean, no! I you think, you think the people? If are he worse. saved Artie, if he did something that made me really attached, right. sure. The Asian people, I'm not being racist, there are Asian people filming them. It's over in Asia that these monkeys are able to roam free. Yeah. You're not going to Russia and hanging out with a macaque. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, these, um, well, these people filming them are worse than the, the humans. What about the you humans? Mean the white people, not the humans. Yeah, <laughs> Asian people. The Asian people are worse than the white people filming there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely. I think so. It's all white because people, I, like right? I, like I said, based off of my theory, is all white. my theory is that they're just releasing a little bit of pressure right. from the valve. Is it all as, white as people? awful as it is, and how they shouldn't do TikTok like that? They're just. It's just a little bit of. There's just a little bit too much pressure in the tank, and it's like. You're going to, it's going to start taking a dark turn. You're going to start seeing like, probably you're it's going to start seeing like, uh, my child misbehaved needs to get spanked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't want this mom. <laughs> oh, you're getting it. Yeah, dude. It's fucking rough. Yeah. It's yeah. Rough. That's interesting watching. Oh, well, I guess on YouTube, like make 64 and stuff, there'd be plenty of times where it's like, yeah, this clearly mentally challenged person has a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, it's very much in that vein. But they're filming it themselves and putting it out, but right. it's very much, you're not laughing with them. <laughs> the jokes they're making aren't hilarious. No, exactly. <laughs> Their attempt at making them 100%. is funny. 100%. And that's my thing. It's fucked up to even put that out there because you know... The reaction you get from people is the natural, normal reaction, which is it's gotta hilarious. Be. Gotta be. But it's like, it's not on me for laughing. Yeah. It's on you for putting it out there. How did Helen... Fucking piece of garbage. How did Helen Keller write a book? Uh, she learned how to communicate. There's like a whole movie about it, how she learned how to communicate through like one of her handlers. And then I think she communicated to the handler and they are something like that. It's a made up story. Yeah, the, I bet bullshit. You, Imagine being blind like, and deaf, <laughs> and you you're able to tell you'd be an entire a baby story for the rest of your life. You'd just be living in pure darkness. Yeah, you you know how a story works with a beginning, middle, and an end, and you structure out a story to tell people. You're <laughs> it's hard. Oh, enough. I'm sorry. You've watched a movie. Oh no, you've listened to a story being told. I bet if we looked it up, there's definitely cons- Helen Keller conspiracy theorists being like. God, the handler wrote it. You know what I mean? Like the handler wrote the book. How do you? It's like living with a cement block on your head your entire life. Yeah, like there's what was it? There's definitely movies. World's Greatest Dad comes to mind, where like his son commits suicide and he his dad is like a failed writer, so he makes a fake journal for people to read. Oh yeah, yeah, like ghostwriters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe that's a Helen. Maybe that's like a. A version of that a Helen Keller story, but like a version of that. 
gotta be. Gotta be. Like you I think, mean, from my own. I mean, you my that own or she wasn't completely deaf and blind. Yeah, or she you went know what deaf I mean? and blind. Like, like she's kind of partially deaf or partially because it's like if you were completely one hundred percent in pure blackness and silence. So I, mean, I don't know how you learn. How do you learn anything through touch? How do you learn how to communicate through touch? How does she get a book out before me, dumbass? <laughs> <laughs> dumbass, Helen Keller, deaf, dumb, and blind. <laughs> it was it, the is the is the is the dumb officially added? Because I've always heard of deaf, dumb, and blind. <laughs> yeah, but I think you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah, yeah. don't need to add in the dumb. Yeah, like, that'd be funny if you're adding the dumb. <laughs> Dev, dumb, and Keller, blind. The dumb ass, <laughs> yeah, Dev, yeah. dumb and blind. Triple D. Welcome to Triple D. <laughs> Deaf, <laughs> dumbass, and blind. Oh, I should start that movement. Take down Helen Keller's estate. Yeah, dude. You know, I bet you the people. She's like multiple books. Like now, I'm thinking about it. I think she's like one of those. I mean, I could be wrong. I bet you it's Illuminati profiting off it. Who's profiting off? Or like maybe she like got cute. Like I'm trying to think if she gained like more function. Like I don't know, man. How the fuck do you learn? Like, right? There's people. There are people who are perfectly functioning who can't read, who are like co-hosting a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's great writers out there who are slow and have released like one book their entire lives, but are known as like really great authors. Pretty fucking nuts that George R. R. Martin hasn't released Winds of Winter. Yeah. He's got like a decade. Helen Keller wrote a book faster than George R. R. Martin. Bullshit. <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> dumbass. Fucking, I need a fuck. Foreman, yeah, I need dude. a hook up with Red Foreman. Go to a, <laughs> Bully Helen Keller. Go to a, like a museum. Stage like a coup in the museum. <laughs> like, like try to get everyone on our side. What do you slowly th- heckle as the tour guide takes us around? Oh, yeah, definitely. I bet she didn't get dick. Uh, you and Brian Cox should fucking bully Helen Keller. Dude. Oh, yeah. Brian Cox is oh, a hell of a bully. A deaf, dumb, and blind bitch. Fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> a, deaf, a deaf and blind person wrote a book. Fuck off, dumbass. <laughs> should we get into that? Yeah, I was thinking like, yeah. Uh, so we started Succession and holy shit, what a ride. Oh, man. Burned through two seasons in a week. It succeeded my expectations. Succession succeeded my expectations. Definitely. By a huge mile. I remember, because I just kept hearing it was good, and I kept being like, you want to start it? Do you want to start it? Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, I guess. And I and kept I, hearing it was good, too. And I would see, like, it was a, it's a big show, so you'd see him on the cover of magazines and, like, interviews yeah. and stuff. You know, and and, like, what, but I think you had the same some of the same things that I did. Where I'm like, why would I give a shit about this rich family? Like this story, yeah. And it looks like a real. It looked like a. I thought it was going to be like a really slow, dramatic, tense build up. You know, where yeah. like most like Mad Men. Exactly, exactly. And like every episode, which I liked Mad Men, but I get yeah, what you mean. But every episode is a slow burn to like you know a climactic moment at the end that leaves you waiting for next week, and then the story just slowly goes you know episode by episode. They're yeah. like how a lot of TV shows are now, where it's like they just drag out what could be like a good two hour movie into fucking you know ten hours. Yeah, um, but it's like Arrested Development. Yeah. So yeah. much so, like, when you said uh, Mitch Hurwitz kind of got, he kind of pulled a Robert Plant. 
Yeah, yeah, you're kind of pissy about it for a bit there. Yeah, oh, it's totally, it's almost a, totally Greta Van Fleet to... Uh, uh, to Arrested Development. Yeah, it's crazy. Sure. This, and I've never heard of the similarities before, but it's a comedy succession. It's definitely a comedy. And there's almost like a one-for-one character from Arrested Development to Succession. Like, yeah, you the could family. Say like, that's like the Michael Bluth character. That's like the George character. That, you know... Yeah, that's clearly the sister. That's Portia. Yeah. With a stepbrother, even. There's a Tobias character. The only thing is, there's no... Uh, oh, what's his name? Ah, fuck, I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, Buster? No oh, Buster. yeah, I guess not. Would Buster be Connor? Which one's Connor? Uh, Cameron. Oh, maybe. Yeah, actually, maybe. Never mind. Yeah, totally. Have to be, right? I guess yeah. so, and he's kind of the baby, the like, treated yeah. like the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that would work. Um... But fuck, is it good, man? Oh, yeah. Has it been like setting off the dopamines in my brain? It's great. It's great. Yeah. It's fucking. We've been fucking burning through it. It's yeah. so good. It um. I like... guess we should say something about it other than yeah. it's good. Oh, <laughs> succession. <laughs> you guys oh, hear man, succession? That good. I gotta say, just half an hour calling it good. You guys hear about how good succession is yet? <laughs> um, but no, all like the posters and stuff with them looking so serious. But the main character is like someone that Q and Sal would, is like yeah. would know absolutely, yeah. And yeah, like yeah, yeah. a middle aged white guy who listens to rap, you know. Yeah, that's the thing, man. It opens with your main character, and he's just like the son of a rich guy. It opens with him listening to rap, going to a pitch meeting, and it almost gave me bad at the beginning. I'm like, "Fuck, am I gonna like this?" Just because I'm like, "Ah, it feels gross." Because you're like, feels oh. a bit like you're watching Clarence Clemens getting a double BJ. <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, the like, radio host who just went off and got coke. Yeah, back. I don't know if I like how I could possibly give a shit about this character. Yeah, but just like the way you see him get mistreated, the way the family dynamics—I don't want to give too much away, but it's fucking great. And even the character himself, like besides, of course, it being like a fleshed-out character, um, is like—is he's he's like a friend of Q and Sal's. Like, the family, yeah. while being rich, of course, they wrote him as very relatable and stuff, still yeah. being rich. But yeah. also, like, it's such a... I, th- I think the way they wrote, particularly Roman, Kieran Culkin's character, mm-hmm. he is, like, at first I was, like, I was almost worried they're going to just make him be the funniest, smartest guy in every scene. It's it's That was very... Um, uh, what should I say? That was very surprising that he's just... He's just Kieran Culkin yeah. in the show, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you know Kieran Culkin um, yeah. from like Scott Pilgrim or anything, he's that he's playing yeah. Kieran Culkin. He's a classic Kieran Culkin character. Yeah, but I thought it was going to be like he was just going to be too much, almost of that. like an immune. Like you know, sometimes they have characters that are just. It's almost like I thought he's going to be like a Rick Sanchez, and then no matter yeah. what, he had the funnier, better thing to say, mm-hmm. and he was kind of unaffected by the plot. Yeah, but like. He's. They make him such a. They give him a moment in the pilot that makes him because you love him up until this moment almost. Right. Where he like taunts like a poor family with maybe giving him a million dollars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then if this kid hits a home run and then he doesn't, he rips a check up in front of the family. It's really cruel. Mm-hmm. And then you see him be just kind of a ratty little piece of shit. Like you, yeah. you. They show you. They show you why he's actually not the coolest guy. Yeah, and they do, they let him be grounded every once in a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, whereas Arrest Development will always, like, you know, 
by the end of the episode, it'll be like, ah, oh, the money's in the banana stand. It'll end with like a good joke or something. This yeah. will still stay grounded and let you hit, let the dramatic moments breathe. You know, it's yeah, like exactly. a dark comedy. If, if it's, they'll let just, they'll give you, they'll just let a sad ending. Yeah. So like, yeah, the main sad. character, um, you can immediately start relating with him because they give him a drug addiction too. So besides yeah. being this like, you know, uh, middle-aged New Yorker guy, um, he has drug addiction, so immediately, like, he's downtrodden and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the characters are so... It's such a well-good character study. Like, all the yeah. characters feel so well-fleshed-out. Brian Cox is, like, the head of the family, like, the yeah the patriarch. patriarch. And he owns the company that everyone's kind of fighting for power for, this yeah. big media company. And he plays such a great sociopath manipulator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's everyone's you know? playing mind games with everyone. Yeah. It's all about, yeah, Brian Cox and then his four kids. Kind of reminds me of what really, because I always felt like, I mean, don't get me wrong, the battle scenes in Game of Thrones were great, mm-hmm. but the political intrigue section of Game of Thrones was also very good. You yeah. Know, it it's just what, as entertaining. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's kind of like that, the political intrigue stuff of Game of Thrones. And I'm not just talking about talking about politics and stuff like that. I'm talking about like... uh even um, like the Tyrion's trial, which I always thought was one of the best episodes of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff, you know, where it's just like inner workings and mechanics and like yeah. words and stuff. Like, yeah, just um, just strong script yeah. writing. Yeah. And strong, strong acting. Good. Like, like I said, all the characters are so well fleshed out and they slowly feed you more and more of them. Like uh, Kieran Culkin's character has yeah. a really interesting um, sexual sexual um, perversion yeah yeah and uh and it's not just as simple as like you think at the start maybe he's just he has a beard yeah you think maybe he's gay yeah but it's so much more complex and realer than that you know absolutely and uh we're only those three seasons we're only through two but in my opinion they know how to land a season ending both yeah. season one and two just land so they hit such a perfect note at the end. Both of them, yeah, it's dense too. The show feels dense. And season one ended on a sad note. It ended on a dark, sad note. Yeah, it to gets the point intense. where it's like if they didn't have a season two, that would have been a fucked up way to end the series. Season yes. one's ending. You yes. know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then season two, you almost get like a red, more like a like an uplifting ending kind of in a weird way and speaking back to like the main character like you think he's going to be an asshole going in but he's so um he's so he hates himself so much too he hates that yeah he hates that guy too you know going in and mm. that is kind of nice to go into as well yeah because when you go into he hates like the middle age he knows how goofy he kind of is yeah and that no one i think deep down inside he knows no one takes him seriously because he's like the son of a rich guy he didn't build it himself and he doesn't he seems kind of weak yeah like i think he knows he's kind of weak if you were to go in for like a template at the start of the show he'd be like a john don jr character yes he's like that you know yeah yeah Um, totally there's even like a weird bernie sanders-esque character there's like a couple yeah um, and they own, uh, they own like a parent company who owns Fox and like a bunch yeah. of stuff. Like I was gonna Fox say, I Mike. feel like they own Fox. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I feel like, like it's, it's almost pretty like, close. Yeah, yeah, pretty close one to one Fox News kind of conservative. Thing. They make a big deal like they're conservative, yeah. which is funny because they never really talk about politics besides making deals. Yeah, just making money deals. Yeah, and then using the word conservative or liberals as like as who someone is. Uh, <clears throat> 
who someone is to the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything's a big game and like being shown and they're all very conscious of yeah. Fuck the public image. We should end this. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. That um, was a great podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Succession's great. All right, let's do this again soon. Yes. Not a month from now. Very all soon. right. Uh not feel good people. See you later. Take care everyone. <laughs>